you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Hello Somebody, a production of the Black Effect Network on iHeartMedia. Before we begin, I want to give some thanks to our team. Thank you, Grace and Cole, for our graphics, Pepper Chambers for writing, Angelo Greco and Anna Mesa for managing our social media, Tiffany Hale for everything, Erica England for Patreon support, and our production team at Large Media. That's L-A-R-J Media.com. Also, let me tell you what we have going on over at Patreon. Patreon is like our family where you can become a member and get access to every episode commercial-free, plus videos of inspiration from yours truly, merchandise deals, and a lot more. Head over to patreon.com forward slash hello somebody and become a member today. All proceeds from Patreon go to support the production of this podcast. Hello somebody, this is Nina Turner. On today's episode of Hello Somebody, the one and only Ricky Smiley is in the house. Many of you know Ricky Smiley. He is a stand-up comedian. He's an actor. He's a radio personality. And you know he used to play those pranks on the telephone. And, ooh, telephone. Y'all heard me say telephone. I'm dating myself. The pranks on the phone. Hello somebody. And my all-time favorite character of his is the church lady. Maybe that is because I am a church lady myself having to go to church eight days a week along with my siblings but I digress Ricky Smiley and I reconnect we have not really seen each other since 2014 when he came to the great state of Ohio to back endorse help fundraise for yours truly when I was running for secretary of state hail from Beham Birmingham Alabama but he had relatives in Cleveland, Ohio, and he spent many a summer in Cleveland, Ohio. I cannot wait for you all to come and join us right now. Let's hear 
what Ricky and I had to discuss. Hello, somebody. I got the one and only Ricky Smiley is in the house, baby. Yes, he is. And I am we... my sister from another mother. I absolutely love you. And I definitely see you as my sister, like for real. I love you so much. I love you too, Ricky. And you have been, you've always, whenever I'm traveling or something, you'll say, hey, if you need a place to lay your head, you come call your brother. So right. I, I I really love you. And I'm so glad that we had that kind of relationship that we don't have to talk every day or every month. But if we ever needed one another, we are there. Definitely. Definitely. So, I'm so be here with you today. So many people don't know how you and I uh, first met. And I don't know if you remember. Well, first of all, <laughs> I was in the Senate at the time and you put out this call on your show. Like if anybody know that dark skinned sister from Ohio, she wear them glasses, she get them told I'm looking for her. And I can't tell you how many people from, you know, even Tiffany, who's still with me to this day, to family members, to total people who I hadn't talked to in years, sending me to Ricky Smiley looking for you. That was about 10, 12 years ago now. And here we are. That's right. And uh, when I came up for that event, I can't remember where we were. And uh, I think Mayor Jackson was was there. Yeah, we had a big event. I think it was a fundraiser. I was uh, running for secretary of state in 2014. That's right. And I came up and, uh, you know, and I, I'll never forget it just to be with everybody. It was such a pleasant experience. You know, it, it's always good to see you. And I'm, I'm following you. I'm watching you all the time. And there's so much stuff going on. I know you I know everybody's been calling you for interviews. They have, Ricky. It's been absolutely tremendous. But I want people to know the kind of we're going to get into some deep stuff deeper than just you and me. But just the kind of person that you are, that when your sister, fellow Clevelander, you spent your summers in Cleveland, you still have relatives here, that mm -hmm. once we bonded, I mean, you came in here on your own dime and you you supported my run for Secretary of State. And 2014 seems, seems like a lifetime ago, but I want people to understand what that meant to me. You even did a little step show, <laughs> you and the bros. I don't know if I'm allowed to do that, but I'm a Sigma Gamma Row. I don't want the bros to get mad at me. Maybe I ain't supposed to be doing that. However, you, you, you good. You, 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 you with me. You good. I'm with you, so I'm good. You were so generous with your time. And this is important to say because so often people think that we, not you and I, but just we as a people don't support one another. And we really do. And what you did for me at that time, running for secretary of state in the state of Ohio was like walking through hell with gasoline clothing on. It is hard for African-Americans, period, whether it's Ohio, it doesn't matter to run statewide. We don't get the same level of support. And then sometimes we're pigeonholed into you should need to run for this kind of office, but you can't run for governor, that kind of thing. And just sight unseen, I said, Ricky, your sister, I need you. And you said, I will be there. And you came to help me fundraise. And I'll never, ever forget that. Without a doubt. You, you are the best. So let's talk about, you know, how important is it? Because in your profession, I mean, you're an actor, you're a producer, you're a comedian. How important is it for what is going on? Not just now, comedians have always taken very complex issues and made them satirical so that people can really think. But they're thinking in a way that is really outside the norm. How important is it for people in your vocation, because it's a gift, to get right. involved in politics? 
You have to because it has a direct effect on your life. You pay taxes. You pay tax. You got a black son, uh, two black sons that drive a car. You got two black daughters that drive that drive a car and have and now they're paying taxes. And you have you have absolutely no choice but to get involved, especially being African-American when everything is stacked against us. If you don't get involved and speak out and stand for something, then, you know, uh, it's just important. You have to because Dick Gregory did. And, and yes. you know, like Dick Gregory and, uh, 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 you, you know, some of the Richard Pryor, some of those other comedians that came before that spoke out, uh, Richard Pryor, Dick Gregory, all of those comedians spoke out on social uh, issues and they opened the door for us. So we able to perform in some of the theaters that they could not perform in. So we have to carry the torch and continue to speak out and be just more than funny. You have to stand for something. How do you, have you ever felt like your livelihood was threatened depending on what issues you- Didn't care. Why? I'd rather be broke with nothing and have stood for something than to have everything and have stood for nothing. If you're not, uh, doc, like, just like Dr. King said, you know, if you're not willing to die for something, you're not fit to live. Amen. You know, uh, uh, Senator Turner, even when uh, Benita Carter got killed yeah. uh, in Birmingham, Alabama, black woman was shot in the back. I was a kid. I was in elementary school. And I, that was the first march that I participated in. You okay. know, uh, uh that police officer, I'll never forget it. George saying he shot Benita Carter in the back. We knew her. She was a friend of my mom's. And uh, we lived in the projects, you know, probably like a walk, walking distance from the store she got killed at. And I, I saw that firsthand as a kid. And I remember Reverend Jesse Jackson and Joseph Lowry and Al Sharpton and everybody coming to town and the riots, the police coming through the projects, shooting out the, the street lights and, and telling folks they need to run in the house. And, and that's when uh, Richard Arrington, the first black mayor of Birmingham. That's when he decided to run for mayor. He was the city council president. He ran for mayor. And I think this was 1979. And I remember somebody handing me that bullhorn to hold it. And I grabbed that bullhorn and I, I continued the chant. And everybody was like, look at that little boy. And I, and, and I had tears in my eyes because yeah. I, I had so much, um, I, I really, I really felt it. And you know, back then, you know, your mom had Dr. King and Malcolm X pictures on the wall. And back then, sure. When you joined the church and gave your life to God, you had to join the NAACP and the SCLC when you joined the church. Come on. In Alabama, you did. So we had, you know, my pastor, uh, the man who baptized me was Reverend Edward Gardner. Reverend Edward Gardner was uh, one of Dr. King's soldiers. Reverend Edward Gardner had, I mean, come on, you, you're a kid and you go into pastor study and your pastor got pictures of him and Dr. King on the wall. Yeah, uh, they have a big painting of him uh, at the Birmingham Civil Rights Museum. Uh, that's I was baptized by a civil rights icon. And uh, so it's in my blood uh, It's in my backdrop. Uh, my family grew up in Mount Olive Baptist Church, Birmingham, Alabama, where Reverend Edward Gardner was a pastor when Joseph Lowry and and all of those pastors uh, would come to our church even before I was born. So. My civil rights background is is long and you know and 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 rich. So you didn't have a choice. Basically, that's what you letting everybody know. It was a birthright. Absolutely. Yeah, you remind me, Michael Render, aka Killer Mike. You know the same thing. He tells the story ATL Atlanta and sitting at the feet of his grandparents and other civil rights 
Giants, hearing you tell your story about what was happening in Beham reminds me so much of him. And similarly to you, he talks about being steeped in that before he became an entertainer, or, or as he would say, before he started singing and dancing. And it's the same with you, that you are a son of the South with North Northern connections and roots. That's what brings you to Cleveland, Ohio. Right. However, you really did not have a choice. Yeah, the thing about it is, even as a kid in elementary school and high school, I would always question stuff. Well, why y'all had this stuff for the white kids? You don't have it for the black kids. When we asked for you know, I, I made I, I I was always suspended and outspoken. That's why they put me in uh, special education math class. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Little did they know, but you were suspended for righteousness. Hello, somebody. The the lady that you're talking about who was killed and you got the bullhorn. But I'm kind of fast forwarding now because you you there was a recent plea by you, I believe, to the community regarding the shooting that took a life of a 32 year old black woman that you're offering a five thousand uh, dollar award for information. One, why did you get involved in that? I think I already know that, but it's, it, it bears repeating. And two, what's the status of that? You know, a spot. But not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. The status they haven't, uh, they have some leads. They don't have anybody yet. So they're still working on the case. I spoke with uh, Mayor Wolfen uh, yesterday. On, on FaceTime, I'm going to call him as soon as I get off the Zoom because uh, I, I forgot to call him back last night. I think he had some information. Uh, one of the reasons why I got involved, first of all, it's Easter and it's a woman that just went out to, to the park to celebrate Easter. Number two, I knew her her parents. You know, I grew up in the church uh, with them. This is my church family. When her mother was pregnant with her, I knew her and her brother. Uh, I watched them grow up. Their dad was the associate pastor at my home church. And I just saw her two or three weeks ago at my karaoke show uh, in Birmingham. And uh, they pulled their mask down or whatever. And I gave them a big hug, hug her and her mom. And I was so glad to see them. And then she gets, she goes to, to the park with Easter. As a matter of fact, Senator Turner, she sung a solo at oh her Easter Sunday. And her father preached. And I watched her father do his sermon on Facebook Live. I was at my church and I still had my phone, you know, because I go from Pastor Haynes to Pastor Yarbrough. Yeah. You know, 
uh, Bishop Walker, you know, my best, you know, I see what everybody's doing, you know, while I'm sitting in church or whatever, if they, you know, I, I'm always, you know, that little ADHD. And then to see that, yeah, and, and, you know, I was really upset. And, and at some point, we're going to have to have a conversation, but we can't have a conversation because white police officers keep shooting unarmed black people, you know, but at some point when things settle down or whatever, we got to have a real conversation because I have a family of five. Yes. Two of us are gunshot victims from the community in which we serve. My, My daughter got, got, got shot on her birthday just uh, a few months ago. I got shot in 95 and was almost murdered myself. In oh our community, yes, you know, as where you know we we out here, we stand up for voters' rights. We serve the community. We out here trying to do everything we can to make sure that uh, people in our community uh, voting rights are not taken away. Make sure that we get out the vote. Yes. Make sure that certain uh, laws are passed and getting uh, African American judges on the bench and just you know. We, we still fight, we still believe in our communities, you know, whatever, but, you know, then we fall victim Yes. Uh, to our communities. So it's almost like, you know, you, you, you're mad, but you're still in the fight. You're still, you still right. about, you know, uh, uh, George Floyd, you know, and, and concerned about uh, the young man uh, in, in- In Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota. Ten, 10 minutes up the street. And then a young man that was being harassed in South Carolina, you know, because I have to talk about this stuff, you know, because the syndicated radio show and I'm passionate about it. You know, I was talking uh, to Jeff Johnson, our, our, our mutual brother. B.E.T. <laughs> Uncle Jeff. Yes. Having a conversation about Jeff Johnson, I was like, man, people just don't know what it's like to be a black man. Do you know, is is I get anxiety is a struggle to walk through a parking lot. Right. So I fish. So I'm always on a dock or around boats or whatever, you know, do some fishing or what I do a lot of fishing out on the ocean or whatever, just for relaxation. Right. And to protect and protect your mentals. I mean, you have to. You don't know what you're going to get. So That's right. I told Jeff on the radio this morning, walking through a, a, a grocery store and walking through a parking lot is like somebody kicked the ball off. You know, when they kick the ball off and you catch the ball and you're trying to run to get the touchdown without getting tackled. Yes. So just your everyday normal life trying to stay away from this person, stay away from that person. If this white lady right here is at the aisle uh, trying to get a can of soup, but you want a can of soup, you pretend to be looking at something else because you don't want to go near her to make her uncomfortable or anything that might cause anything, even if it's something you just don't want to feel bad because you haven't a, had a bad experience with racism you understand what i'm saying i do yes you're driving i got a camera with the camera facing the front camera facing the back i bought i ordered 30 i keep them in the garage every niece and nephew come over there they get one to plug it into the cigarette lighter we wait practice. ricky wait 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 are you, are you saying that you now because of what is happening the intensity of the climate you have yes. cameras in your vehicle yes and give yes. them to your nieces and nephews. Nieces, nephews. I have a pastor that's a a, a, a good friend of mine. He's like a big brother here, Kappa. I had his kids to come over and pick up to. I ordered a bunch of them. Anybody that I know that have kids or young people in their 20s that drive, if I see them on Facebook, hey, come over here. 
meet me at such and such place and I'm giving them cameras. Take this, plug it in, go to our Best Buy, get you a chip, put it in there. Make sure when you're driving, you have your camera on. I had to give my son frames, frames. Whenever you're driving, put your frames on because it gives you a, 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 a non-threatening studio. studious. Yes, it's psychological. Right. Yes, sir. As a no survival sir. technique, right? That's what you're saying, for he, so he can live. I said, we don't have court outside. If Come you on. go to jail, just go to jail. Go quietly. We'll settle up at the end. Or, or, or whatever. But I need you to live. Right there, that part. Do you know how much anxiety I have? I got a lot of nieces and nephews, some who are rappers that have just adopted me to be an uncle that I worry about, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm scared. You made me think about when you said, you know, we wake up over and over and trying to find a way to protect. There is a show on Netflix right now called Two Distant Strangers, where this young man has this dream and every day, you know, he's, he, he comes outside and this cop stops him and a police officer kills him and then he wakes up and he has this dream every single day and he has to repeat it every single day. So I want to encourage people who've been on this journey with us to look at that show. It is definitely, it's not long, but it will definitely make you think. It's called Two Distant Strangers. I want to also talk about, you know, how, you know, what knowledge would you impart to the black community, also to the larger community? Because solving this conundrum that we're talking about, which is white supremacy and anti-blackness, it's not just, it's not the burden of the black community. It's the burden of the system that was created on purpose. It's everybody's burden. And I quite frankly believe that once we deal with anti-blackness, all the other isms will be dealt with as well. The original sin of this nation, which is the enslavement of our foremothers and our forefathers and the taking away of the indigenous people's lands, those sisters and brothers, it has never been answered. And we keep revisiting the same lesson that we've been trying to tell them for 400 years over yes. and over again, every generation, because it is not resolved. And when I hear, I mean, it just brings chills because I have a millennial son and my son actually, Ricky, is in law enforcement. So he has to navigate both worlds. He's a young black man in America, but he also took the oath to protect and serve. And there's an extra burden on him. You know, I had the opportunity to talk to the Cleveland Black Shields, which you may remember is the black police officers union in Cleveland and just in talking to them, they're carrying multiple burdens. They're in law enforcement. They are black in America. They're dealing with white races, police officers, not all of them. I'm talking about the system and individuals in that system gone wild. Right. And that burden on them to try to settle all of this. When you talk about the psychological trauma, baby, I mean, just being black, our existence is in question, but it always has been. So I see this in two ways, Ricky, and I want you to weigh in on this. But that camera thing is really getting to me. I don't think people understand the post-traumatic stress that comes from being black. I think our brother Ice Cube, you know, in one of his lyrics, my skin is my sin. It is still very much relevant to this very moment. But I think mm -hmm. about our ancestors who didn't have technology that we have today. How many black people told the same stories of what happened to Floyd and what happened to Sandra Bland, what happened to, you know, you, you name them, Breonna Taylor, Tamir Rice, 
uh, Trayvon Martin, you name it. We, 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 but they didn't have the, they didn't have the evidence. There was no camera, Scott Walker. There was no technology to back them up. Uh, imagine how backwards that is, how painful that is, how traumatic that is to know that many generations before us had yeah. the same stories, but they had no footage to yeah. prove what they were saying was true. Absolutely. It's insane. I mean, Ricky, it is insane. And so I don't think people understand the trauma that black people have to relive every single day. And to hear you say that, I mean, you are Ricky Smiley. I mean, some people listening to us will say, well, that's Ricky Smiley. He's he's talented. He's handsome. He's wealthy. Why is he walking around in fear? Oh, yeah. It's scary. It's scary. And, and, and you know, the thing about it is, you know, like it's like a lot of little stuff. Hey, don't don't do anything to draw attention. No, you don't need rims on your car. No, you don't need that necklace. No, you don't need this. No, you don't need to go after this, these hours. Make sure you stay over here and not over there. Well, if you go over there, you need to check in. You need to make sure your camera's in your car. Your camera is running at all times. Here's what you say to have a police officer to come over and train us. I mean, it's 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 insane. It's scary. It's like, yeah. Waking up every every day, even even when you know uh, being being in Fort Lauderdale, you know where I broadcast a lot from in the summer. You know, I, I have an office that I used to do my morning show. Yeah. Do you understand the anxiety just walking off the dock where some boats are into an office? How I have to take a deep breath and look around and hope and pray to God and pray all the way that that. Uh, I, you know, white people see you and thinking that you're going to break on that boat and, and start closing their doors and just cra- some of the crazy stuff. And, 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 and listen to this, to the point where I find African-American police officers that's high in rank and take all of my kids up to the police station and I'm and use my name and my celebrity status to just introduce myself to everybody or whatever, just to get familiar with police officers or whatever. So if we get pulled over, we can drop a name. Hey, don't you know such and such, such, such. Yeah, I know such. Just where we can live. Just where we can live. It's that scary. No, it really is. And I I, I actually believe that black police officers, the rank and file, are like politicians need to listen to what they have to say about fixing the system. Yeah, we can come up with some great ideas, but baby, they got to navigate all kinds of worlds when it comes to this. And I think that them... And some of our brown brown sisters and brothers in law enforcement and mm-hmm. others could be key to a lot of the reforms that we need to have in this country when it comes to policing. So I don't want to lose the point that you made about the family meeting we need to have. Oh, yeah. Because you telling the story about you being shot and then your baby girl. I do remember reading that. And then this, this, what you have out, right? That $5,000 reward for information. I think about the countless numbers of babies that have been, you know, killed. I remember when I was on Cleveland city council and uh, there was a beef at a park around the corner from my house. And instead of them settling up decently and in order, they decide to go back and get some guns and just ride down the street with kids jumping jacks and riding big wheels and shoot up the street. And two little babies got shot. They didn't die, but they got shot. And I'm thinking to myself, WTF, not on my watch. And right. so with the big mama tradition in me as a councilwoman, you know, I assembled folks, community leaders, law enforcement too. And I put a message out. Y'all have lost your ever loving mind. 
That that's you have because not on my watch are you going to be able to do that. And so you're right. We have to deal with the abuses of the system towards our people, anti-blackness, and then also have our family meeting. We can do both of those at the same time. I think when we talk about dealing with systemic racism, I was just talking to my girlfriend the other day about this. We were having the same conversation. These are two things that we have to deal with. So I think in dealing with the systemic racism and the original sin of this country, it's going to take everybody. Got to deal with it. But then we as black people, that doesn't absolve them because a lot of times people like to say black on black crime. Well, that's white on white crime. There's that, you know, crime is intra-racial. So black people don't have a monopoly on it the way they try to make it seem. So we got to fight that. We got to fight that image. At the same time, we got to deal with fixing a legal system that has been is biased and is working as designed against us. We got to deal with that. And then, Ricky, on top of that, we got to have the family meeting, the coming to Jesus meeting, too. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're absolutely right. And uh, and, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Because uh, the, the younger generation, they have to listen to the older generation. And what I'm having, I'm, I'm going through that with my youngest daughter. The younger generation is training us not to say nothing to them about anything or you're canceled. Yes. That's what the younger generation are conditioning us not to say nothing. Remember your son when you start getting older and start closing the door and setting you up where you don't feel comfortable walking in airspace that you pay for my son got to you know my son he's a sophomore at alabama state he on the basketball team 
I, he got to a point where I knock on his, he, lock, he closed the door, then he locked the door. And then when, when he do come to the door, he's standing at the door and looking at you like what you want. So I just want to want to walk into some square footage that I paid for. I need to breathe air in here, open the door. I'll take it off, take it off the hinge. Right. <laughs> See, they don't know. We were fortunate to be in a generation where Big Mama ain't play that. You know, Grandma snatch you up, baby. You, you, hey, know what Absolutely. Mama used to say. And Grandma, I brought you in this world and I will take you out. I will knock you into next year, next week, next decade. <laughs> They just don't know. Remember, we had to be in before the street lights came on. You know, they ain't need no uh, GPS. Grandma was the GPS, baby. <laughs> you will never see Lake Erie again and throw another, <laughs> cast another fishing pole at the Lake Erie again if that room smell like this one more time. Watch your armpits. That's it. And 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 grandma, you know, they had a network. You know, the whole neighborhood knew. Where's Ricky? You know, oh Ricky, I saw Ricky acting up or, or oh, yeah. Nina too. Oh no, the big mamas, the big see nothing, nothing is better than the big mama's network. Right. You better believe it, baby. We gotta get back. You know, there's some things that are old school that just worked and that whole sense of community and looking out for one another. You know, I was also saying to my girlfriend that there was a time when even criminals had act right. You know, if women were walking down the street, if they were cursing or throwing craps, they would stop and they would say hello, you know, and and, and they would watch out for kids instead of shooting up and down the street. They would yeah. watch out for the kids in the neighborhood. Ricky, how do we get back to that? How do we get back to that? We would play football every day and the Winos would sit there and drink Mad Dog 2020 and Thunderbird, but they would not mess with us and they would if that football rolled in the street, either they would go get it if they weren't too drunk or they'll stop the car so we can go get the football. <laughs> that is so right. They would lecture you. They school you on the corner about life. I mean, there was yeah. integrity even in that element. And now right. Big Mama too afraid to go on the porch if you got a Big Mama because... You know, not not despair. I mean, life happens to people, but younger and younger. And I think it has a lot to do with us losing our southern roots. Like we were blessed to have grandparents directly from the south. I mean, you're directly from the south and you had, you know, the great migration brought some of your relatives into Cleveland. But it's getting see, I'm not from the south and now I'm a yaya. I can't even tell you I'm a grand. Ooh, yeah. Fabulous. That's a whole other love right there. And it, ooh, ain't it though? Ain't it? Woo, we got to, we, can we do another show on that kind of love? As a matter of fact, we'll do another show and we'll both have our grandkids. Let me tell you something. I built a swing set, right? <laughs> the swing set we had, you swing so high it would come out of the ground, right? <laughs> yes. I got a whole video series of the swing set being built. I was obsessed, like sleeping outside, <laughs> knowing I did a groundbreaking ceremony. <laughs> we did, we so we did a ribbon cutting ceremony for the swing set. Shut up. They got a little house on the inside. <laughs> hey, look, I done went and hired a little person to serve the kids I, uh, snow cones and popcorn. Uh-uh, Ricky. I thought I was upset. How many grandchildren do you have? I have two. Two. So... I had a I had a mariucci band playing. I had a little person serving the kids snow cones. Yeah, and then I got man from the funeral home to come and release doves. <laughs> you are too much. Now, what do they call you? Because you know, for women, we get fancy. What what do they call you? 
They call me Pop Pop. P O P P O P. Pop Pop. Come on. Hello. My baby calls me Yaya. Oh. Yes. Ooh. That's <laughs> we, nice. Ricky, can I say we look good? Don't we? All day. So you Yaya. <laughs> I never heard. That's, I like that. Though. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm Yaya. I think it existed somewhere before. It has like that African kind of, but it has some, you know, Yaya. I got, I got, look, I need you to help me come up with a that. Pop Pop is cool. <laughs> I want something like that. I want another. You want, you want another name? I'm still young and I'm still dope. I know right? that's right. I mean, you look at my TikTok. I got skating rink videos. Like you're not gonna. So pop pop might be no. <laughs> we gonna come up with something. You still stepping, Ricky? I didn't caught you stepping still. <laughs> Baby, call you Yaya and I'm pop pop. No. <laughs> We're going to do something. We're going we gonna to get another something else going. Well, oh, my God, Ricky Smiley, I cannot tell you how much you have lifted my soul as we, you know, we were bringing people in on our conversation. What words of hope and also action would you give to the people who are joining us on this journey today? Hey, everybody just have to continue to be vigilant and make sure not just for presidential election. I need y'all to understand, we got a very important midterm election coming up. So if you want President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris to continue to uh, do the job that they're doing, we need to make sure that we have control of the House and the Senate. And and, uh, the judges that's being seated that have a direct effect on you, the city council, the mayoral election, the county commissioner, the school board, we need to be involved in everything because if you know all of the housewives of Atlanta and everybody on love and hip hop, but you don't know who represent you in Congress and you pay taxes, you have your priorities in, in the wrong place. And I know I love all those shows too. And, uh, but I can definitely tell you that, uh, I am in Terry Sewell's district. Come on. Right? And Randall Wolfen is my mayor. I love okay? some Randall Wolfen. And so I, I, and, and Kay Ivey is our is our governor or whatever. She loves her. She loves her a nice uh uh liquored up refreshing beverage on the weekend, but she's still the governor of Alabama and I know who she is. So uh, you know, we Hello just, somebody. <laughs> right. And and we got to get involved in our own community. If you see something, say something. Yeah. Pull the young people aside and talk to them. Some young people, man, they, they do some of the stuff they do because we don't talk to them. If you get one, they're different. If you ever get them one-on-one, they'll talk to you. Don't ever, you can't talk to them when they with their boys. Mess with they cool. All right. But boy, if you can get them one-on-one and sit down and get in their face, a lot of these kids, man, they so respectful and they so lost. Some of them don't have a father. Sit yeah. down and see that uncle and have that conversation. You might save uh, their life. And just continue to do the work because it's not just about you and yours. If you don't spread the love and have a good connection, protection by association. If you don't associate with nobody, there's nobody to protect you. So you got to be associated with the streets just as much as you associated with the police department, the mayor's office and everybody that have an effect on you. You got to talk and have a, a relationship with everyone to keep yourself safe to keep people looking out for you, to show love. And it's, and, and it's not just about you and your kids because if, if, if you've got to spread the love and everybody talk to each other's kids and communicate because you don't want somebody else to do nothing to your kids. 
So if you showed enough love and your son on the other side of town and you got love in the streets just because somebody know you, they protect your son. It written, I'm so it really worked. So you got to talk to people and you can't be selfish and worried about you and yours. So let's get out here, continue to be activists, continue to vote, continue to keep God first. Yes. That's one of the problems we have. We done forgot about God. We done made it and forgot about God. God is still real and he's still in the blessing business and he still changed lives and he still wake us up every morning through the good, the bad, the ugly. We still thank him for all of his blessings. We definitely want to acknowledge God. Amen, Ricky Smiley. You singing my love language right there. Love lifted me and put God first. So protection by association. I'm, I'm loving that. Ricky Smiley, I love you, baby. And I thank you so much for all that you do for our community, how you edify, lift us up, how you make us think through the gift that God has given you, which is the gift of comedy. You did not use the Baptist word, edify. No, you edify. Yes. You a Baptist. <laughs> I'm a Baptocostal. I'm a Baptocostal. Edification of our soul. All right, then. Hello Somebody is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm going to leave you with this, and I want you to repeat after me. Okay. And I'm going to leave the audience with this. Say never. 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 Trust the man. Trust a man. In a wheelchair with dirty shoes. <laughs> In a wheelchair. He can walk. <laughs> with dirty shoes. Because he can walk. Ricky, you know you something else. <laughs> AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.